Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, friends. I'm Stacey Pates, your host of Believe in Sparks. Welcome to the show, presented by Bet Online. This is going to be our last of the exit interviews, and today we have a pair of point guards, Erica Wheeler and Taya Cooper. So let's get right into it. We begin with the voice of your LA Sparks across television this season. It's Rashawn Haylock. Take it away, Rashawn. Hey, Erica. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Um, where do you believe you made the biggest strides? as a player this season? Individually or collectively? Ind- individually. Um, just stepping in a situation that nobody had expectation that I'll do well. And I think uh, I did well. I mean, I played all 32 games by the grace of God, no injuries. And um, really just, you know, uh, allow Fish to lead me and my team. And um, I think I did fairly well. I know you and Fish, um, you know, had, had quite the dynamic during the season. Um, wh- what's the biggest nugget maybe that he shared with you that allowed you to have the year that you had? Um, just the point guard mentality, um, the way he viewed the game, the way he slows the game down, um, his ability to give information in uh, very strange moments where I have moments where I have a brain fart or where I'm struggling and he just know how to bring me back to the game. So I think that's very special of him just knowing me just within a couple of months, being able to figure out how he can bring me back to the game when I'm having my down moments. Um, Speaking to coach fish, how would you describe the culture that he's trying to build with the sparks that makes it unique and encourages you for the future of this program? Oh, he was breaking up a little bit. Can you repeat that please? Yeah. What what how would you describe the culture that Derek is building here at the Sparks, and what about it encourages you for the future of this franchise? Um, I think he's building a very um, defensive team <laughs> and a, a mentality to you know never back down from anybody. Because if you think about it, um, we had a lot of injuries this year. Probably played with seven players that didn't even think that they'll play the amount of minutes that they did. And I think he did a great job of preparing us and getting us ready, you know, the whole coaching staff. Um, so just with him being able to piece, you know, games together with, you know, seven players that had no idea they'll be in a starting rotation early on, I think he's building a, a culture that is going to be scary later on. And that's just with defense and he's just bringing some more offensive power as well. Yeah, you 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 just had the best season of your career. And then I noticed, like, you know, you, you, you inspire a lot of young girls to play basketball around the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, your camp sold out in like 30 minutes to an hour. You know, can you elaborate on just what it means to you to just really um, just just really just put on for the for the culture and, you know, show girls just how to play sports and stuff like that? I mean, I know it's like growing up as a kid, wanting to meet WNBA players, wanting to go to camps and my mom not being able to be able to afford it. Well, my coaches just don't have the time to bring me 
or even have the money to, you know, pay for it for me. So for me, I pride myself on giving these young girls the opportunity to know what it feels like to get, you know, high level um, training. And then not too many WNBA players go back to where they're from and, you know, allow these kids who have, who had the same dreams as you to be in the WNBA um, to see them in the flesh. So I think it's important that I'm there from, from the start to the end so they can see what it's like to see hard work and to see someone who appreciate their job as much as, you know, they love playing it. So for me, I pride myself on being able to give them that opportunity and giving my time because at the end of the day, like time is very limited to, with us. So for me to make it um, the camp free and for Adidas to back me up and make sure everything is covered. Um, I think that just says a lot about Adidas brand itself. And then just to be on this WNBA platform and pushing the LA sports um, into Miami as well. Um, I think it's super important because these kids dream to, to be where I'm at. So I, I don't mind being an example to, to show them that they can be whatever they want. We'll be back with more right after this message from our sponsor. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, how do you think, you know, you talked about, I remember day one, being a leader uh, on this team. How do you mm-hmm. think uh, you did in that regard? And, and what did you learn about yourself in that leadership role? How do you think I did, Chris? You've been here since day one, right? What do you think? Give me your take. I thought you did a great job, you know, considering all the all the uh, issues that the team had this year with the injuries and whatnot. You played in all 32 games. So the best ability is availability at times. So I thought you did a great job in that matter. But, uh, you know, how, how do you think? you know, you did, you know, trying to lead this team through adversity game in and game out. Cause I, I can't imagine that was easy. Um, it wasn't, but when you believe in your coach and the system that he's trying to build and um, for him to, to give me the trust that he gave me um, early on, like I said, I only knew fish for when, when I met you guys, I met fish the same time. So for him to put that much trust in me and allow me to lead my team, even though we had uh, quite a, some injuries um, really our back was against the wall from the start, just not being able to play in the Staples from the start. Um, just ha- not having NECA, not having Shanae and Christy, like it was tough. But at the end of the day, as a leader, like you, when you're back against the wall, you have soldiers to step up. And I think, you know, the other eight, nine, seven at times stepped up and did what they need to do. And for me, like I'm a leader. So whatever's going to get thrown at me, I'm going to step up to the plate and, um, that's what Fish, you know, believes in me to do. So that's what I did. Yesterday, I had a moment. I logged into the Adidas website and I saw your face there. And mm-hmm. I immediately had to grab that hoodie. Yeah. You spoke about the life-changing opportunities for yourself and your family yeah. uh, through working with Adidas. What has that moment been like for you walking in these stores and seeing your face everywhere obviously we saw the billboard but Mm -hmm. now in stores like what has that been like for you and what does it mean uh honestly it's breathtaking it's it's, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it because 
every other day someone is tagging me in a different city in a different state that they see me in on um, my Adidas store. For me, I knew it was um, global, but I didn't know it was going to be in every Adidas store that mankind made <laughs> in all 50 states and also even overseas. So for me, I think it just shows that women are um, becoming an image that, you know, the world can look up to. And um, Adidas is really putting women out there to succeed and just just push the agenda. And um, the campaign was called um, Live in Your True Stripes. And everybody knows my story, how I got to the WNBA is not uh, black and white. It's a lot of different colors of how I got here. So um, for that, for Adidas to believe in me and to put me out in front, not knowing, only knowing that I was just undrafted and I became an all-star MVP, the first one ever to, you know, do that and to really put me on a big campaign like that when we have crazy, uh, crazy roster on Adidas. So for them to do that for me, it just shows the respect that they have for my career and what I've done to get to this point. And honestly, honestly, I think it's just L.A., man. L.A. just... <laughs> creates a different type of drive that makes people um, just get excited. So I definitely give um, the Sparks some credit for that as well. I think it's safe to say you feel good about your decision to sign with the Sparks during the offseason. Oh, absolutely. I have no question about it. Um, what are you hoping the team can improve on heading into next year? Um, that's the fifth question. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a player. Um, of course, that we're going to have some conversations to, you know, talk about some things, but I leave the boss to make all those decisions about what he wants to do. Um, I'm just behind him, ready to do whatever he decides. So my question for you, you being a point guard, um, which ways do you think that the team can grow offensively? And then second question will be uh, for yourself. Is there a, a certain aspect of your game that you're going to be looking to uh, work on and to improve for next year? I'll answer the second one first. Um, um, I always improve my game every year. Um, if you look at the numbers, they don't lie. <laughs> And um, just add different things to my game to uh, put my team in different positions. And so I won't be as predictable. <laughs> um, I think I did make a statement of, you know, you got to play me a little, little different next year. <laughs> um, and then also your first question, I'm going to leave it up to Fish, whatever he decide. Like I just said, um, I'm going to back him with whatever he decide, and that's what I'm rolling with. Hey, Erica. Um, I just wanted to ask you about your relationship with Taya and, you know, how it transfers from off the court to on the court and mm -hmm. where you see your career going. Um, man, to me and Taya's family, my family and her family are super close. Um, she live in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. Um, that's my little sister, you know, and it's it, when you close with someone like that, it makes it so much easier to play with and it's so much, you know, fun to play with each other. And also, you know, Taya, she's a TikToker. She wants to have fun every moment of the day. So um, with that type of energy, you always want that around because it's positive. Um, she's always smiling. So it's, it's super easy to play with someone who's always smiling and um, never really have a care in the world, man. She's always happy. I don't know how she do it, but she'll just always find a way to just be happy and just have fun. So super easy to play with her. Super proud of her as well um, for her second year to actually play in the WNBA like to be in, in market and not in a bubble um, to the, the way she stepped up um, in moments where at 20 points and then play the best fin the defender. So super proud of her this year. After the season, you, it seems like you retweeted every single person that has mentioned your name in these, uh, you know, end of the season crossovers, kind of what just went into that decision. 
Um, I do that year round, man. I just um respect the fact that people watch the game, man. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of people that don't respect the women's game. So I just try to always show love as much as I can. And social media allow me to do that. So in the past, you know, week or two has been pretty hectic for me with, you know, these highlights. So it's kind of hard to get to everybody during that time and then also focus on um trying to make playoffs during the time. So I couldn't do it then. So I was like, okay, I got some time. Let me retweet at least everybody who at least mentioned my name just to show them that I appreciate them even watching the, the W and then even just supporting me. So I appreciate that. I know a couple of people that became fans of the W in this past um, week. So I just wanted to show my appreciation to that because, you know, we always want people to uh, watch the game and see how great we are. So my question is related to what you were talking about earlier. You were talking about how every offseason from the WNBA, you want to improve your game. So let's say, for instance, like having a more consistent three-point shot, how do you work on improving that yet still having – you know, overseas commitments where somebody's paying you to help win basketball games? Um, I mean, that's that's part of the game. <laughs> that's part of the women's game, I'd rather say. But the crazy thing is, and you mentioned my three-point percentages, this is my first year that it, it wasn't that good, I think, because more so I had more of a responsibility here, and which is fine. You know, I'm adapt and I'm adjustable to any situation that I'm in. Um, but definitely overseas, you <laughs> it's kind of hard to add to your game. But um, like my trainer said, you add to your game within games. When you're in practice, you, you if it's a certain move that you want to do, just work on it in practice because you're going to play against your teammates in practice, so work on it in practice. And just when you're playing the games overseas, just be consistent. That's my main thing for me. I think that is uh, just being consistent. I don't think I can add anything else crazy to my game that's going to just make me a wild player. I think I've gained the respect from the world already that I'm a um, solidified player. So it's just being more consistent and, um, yeah, that's really it, being more consistent. Hey, Taya, good morning. Good morning. Um, what were some of the biggest strides you made this season uh, individually, and, and what are some things that you want to hone in on this offseason? Um, I think just delivering when my name was called and um, being there for my teammates and then my role changing and um, – you know, doing everything that I could. I think um, looking back, I did better than I thought I did. And um, yeah, I'm proud of that. Did you kind of view this as like an extension of your rookie season or were there times out there you felt kind of more like a vet? Like how, how was it? You know, obviously you started in the bubble last year and this year, you know, you're traveling and things for the first time. How, how, how did you view it and how was it dealing with that? Um, I feel like last year in the bubble, um, it was everything was new for everybody. So I mean, like it kind of was different all over. Whether I was a rookie or a vet, or the vets felt however they felt, it was still new for everybody. So I think this year it was the same thing, being that you know this was our first season outside of the bubble for a lot of us, and then a lot of people came back who didn't play in the bubble. So I think that it was just new and. Um, my role changed, and um, whether I was a rookie or a vet, um, they made me feel comfortable and that they believed in me, and that that's really all that mattered to me. So, feeling like a rookie or a vet, it really, I don't think I don't really think it's a thing. Thank, you. thank you, Rashawn. We'll go to 
Kahari Jones Jr. with the LA Sentinel. Hey, what's going on, Ted? Hey, you just found out that you uh, led the team in uh, offensive fouls drawn. Um, you know, and, and also you you did a um, a video with uh, Fire Ignited. Can you uh, just talk about just how motivated are you going into like this next season? Just just thinking about everything you accomplished. Oh, I'm super motivated. I think that um, all of this year didn't go as planned. We grew so much as a team and as a new like a new not organization, but like as a new team with everybody being in different positions. And um, we have so much to look forward to being that this is just the beginning. Uh, those last four games uh, were just absolutely tremendous. And, you know, one can make the argument that you were a big reason why the team was in a position to to uh, make the playoffs, you, you stepping up. Uh, how do you build on that? And what did you see that made you just go off like that? Like, was there a certain thing that was just like, I, I think I found something here. Now I now I got to continue to build on that. Um, absolutely. I think just playing free, believing in myself and then just really this offseason focusing on being consistent and finding ways to just stay uh, consistently throughout the season. And um, yeah, I think that was that was it for me, really just being consistent. I think it was a little up and down. So like finding consistency, even when there is no when everything is like all over the place, you never know, but still finding consistency in myself and just, you know keeping that going just a just a quick follow-up did starting kind of help help in that matter as well I don't know I think it would look like that <laughs> um but I don't know because I had one of my best games off the bench so I honestly don't know true yeah. speaking to the end of the season you guys stayed in the playoff hunt until literally the last shot so what makes you most encouraged about the future of this franchise with the way you guys um really fought to the end of the season I think that being all this stuff that we went through and for us to even still have a shot in playoffs, like, I think it speaks volumes. Um, we, like, literally so much happened, and for us to still have a chance or an opportunity to even make it all the way up to the end, I think that that, that speaks a lot for us, and we have so much to look forward to. In your mind, what is, like, the next evolution of this franchise next year? You guys have a lot of pieces coming back. Um, really being healthy for one, and then um, just continuing to believe in Fish and his his plan and his vision. And I think we're going to be perfectly fine because what he has in place and what he's trying to get us all to connect on is is a great is great. So I feel like once we do that and we all connect on all cylinders, we're going to be all right. Um, you know, do you have any pregame superstitions, and and if so, uh, like how did they come about? And then the second question is now with the season being over. How excited are you to get over back to Atlanta and watch Sharif uh, start in College Park in Atlanta this year? Um, yeah, first question, superstition. Uh, when I think about the game, like when I, when it's not just like, like if I wake up and I'm thinking too much, then I think that's like, I'm not. I gotta, I gotta find something to just forget that I'm playing basketball. And then when I wake up and I don't even think about it, I'm like, okay, and it's a regular day. I'm good. And uh, Sharif? Sharif. Oh, I'm super excited. When we played in Atlanta, I got a chance to get in the gym with him, and uh, we was working out. And just to see him, um, you know, playing and being out there with them, it was, it's, it's so heartwarming.
I'm so excited. I can't leave. I, you already know. I got my whole fit planned out for the first game. Seeing Corsair, yeah, I'm super excited. Taya, basketball is one of those sports where you can get better two ways. Like, you can get better, you know, practicing skills and developing in a gym, you know, by yourself and working out. But then you can also get better by just simply playing more five-on-five basketball. How do you balance that in the offseason? Because I guess it's my understanding that you don't plan on playing overseas like most of the players. Um, I think that, well, I play with, um, men a lot, so they speed me up a ton and, um, there's just speed and quickness and their vision and how, you know, quick their reads are. I think that that'll prepare you whether you go overseas or not. Um, I still could play pickup. I still could work out. I think that having the time to sit back after, uh, full season and being able to work on individual things like specifically I get to just be in the gym and spend time on myself I think that it's very beneficial and um yeah I don't have to deal with injuries and stuff I get to do a lot of treatment I get to get my body right so it's a lot of benefits honestly and I think that um staying ready is just like being in the gym whether it's individual five on five four on four three on three situational I think it's, it's a lot of things that you can do You've played a big part in in bringing new fans to the W and have a lot of girls and young boys uh, looking up to you as uh, one of the new generation of players. How important is it to um, that you're using your platform and what does it mean to you to have those uh, youngins looking up to you? Um, you know, it's amazing, honestly. I think that um, for the first time, it actually hit me when um I was we had a home game against Seattle and I had went to the bathroom during the game and I came back and like everybody was over the park the little tunnel part where we come in and it was just screaming to the top of their lungs and it was a whole bunch of people and that was the first time I, like, I got nervous and I I like ran through and I just screamed and like that was like the most craziest moment I've ever felt in my life because I've never felt like that I don't really get nervous and you know I. I'm kind of used to it. So it's like, hey, everybody, and I love it. But that was the first time I was ever nervous. So um, honestly, having fans again is crazy because I didn't even know I had that much love in places I ain't been yet. So that was exciting to see. And I think that it's just a beautiful thing that, you know, people are following women's basketball as much as they do and they're having favorite players and they're getting the jerseys and just to see that love because I didn't get to see it in the bubble. And then my college season got cut short. So. It is, it's a beautiful thing and um, it keeps, it just keeps growing. And I'm, I'm so glad that the little girls are, you know, they come like with the whole uniform on and it's, it's beautiful. Just tell me about the relationship that you had on and off the court with Erica and how do you think that has impacted you uh, with this season? Um, I think Erica is, um, a great player and person on and off the court. She um she literally is is like a big sister to everybody. Um she's just loving, fun and uh she work hard and you know she's very motivated and determined. So I think that just being around that and you know being around good people 
is um, a blessing. And I, I could learn from a lot of them, honestly. NECA, Cheney, they're business savvy. They're, they handle their business on and off the court. I think Christy, um, she's got a whole coaching job in the NBA side. That's super impressive. So, I mean, you know, I've learned so much from all of them. And, um, yeah, they're just great people on and off the court. Hey, Taya, um, you know, just looking at some of those players that you just mentioned, you know, branding is so big in the W right now and it's growing and your platform as well. What have you learned from some of those veteran players who've been in the league for years about, you know, controlling your brand and using it to its capabilities? Honestly, I think in women's basketball, when you do do, when you are a part of things off the court and, um, everyone tries to like correlate it with basketball and it has literally nothing to do with basketball. Um, I think just learning how to like ignore people's opinions and then, you know, handling your business on and off the court and just being secure that, you know, like, you know what you're doing. I think that um, they all have a great way of doing that, whether they have other jobs, um, families, jobs, whatever the case may be, like they, they do it all. So just seeing that and um, knowing that that's possible, I think is a great example for the youth in me. And um, I'm super excited for what's to come. And um, yeah. And on next week's show, we're going to hear from head coach Derek Fisher as he reflects on the 2021 season and what he is looking forward to this offseason. Believe podcasts are available to be downloaded or streamed on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, Luminary, iHeart, and our website, Believe.com. Follow us across social medias at Believe Podcasts. You can also follow me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Stacey Pates. Thanks again for being with us on this episode of Believe in Sparks, presented by our friends at betonline.ag. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.